Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. Thank you so much for giving us a shot if this is your first time. Also, if it's not your first time, welcome back. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Ant Moore. Uh, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Talk. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then, uh, Ants, you're always p- pretty busy with stand-up comedy. You got any shows coming up? Um, This will be out in like a couple weeks. Do I have any shows coming up? I know I'm gonna be in DC. I'm gonna be in DC on the 21st, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to just pop through occasionally throughout the summer in Philly. Oh hell yeah! Yeah 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 yeah. That's and what's up. Yeah, I'm mostly New York based, but I'm trying to um, get around a little bit more in these next few months. Nice. That'd be. I yeah. think people will be glad to have you back. Yeah. Be pretty sick. Have yeah you yeah. Back in and the then cold. and Sneaky. then I'm yeah I'm just trying to figure it out like without unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna be scratching and surviving for these um for these summer spots. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so watch out. If you don't get your booking solidified right away, Ant's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Ant, do you know what we do on this podcast? Um, I have somewhat of an idea. Okay. So if yeah, you're not somewhat, familiar with yeah. it, if you're first time listening, yeah. Uh, basic premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor and still yeah. reach a higher consciousness slash enlightenment. Okay. So what we do is we bring a guest on who today is going to be Ant Moore. We take him through the process of enlightenment so that you, the listener, can laugh your way to a higher consciousness. Ainsley and I learn a lot too, right? Okay. You cool with that? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so everybody gets the same questions. Okay. And uh, Ansley, take it away. So, Ant, what experience uh, or event did you learn the most information from? Oh, that is great. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know I was about to unpack my trauma today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, barely, barely started. <laughs> yeah. Um, what helped me out the most, I say in my adulthood, 2016, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. I got fired. I, was, I used to work at a school. I used to work at a school working um, with kids with intellectual disabilities or um, mental health challenges. And um, this kid lied and told the teacher that I hit him. Oh, wow. Because, you know, in schools, it's a lot of turnaround with, like, new principals and yeah. staff yeah. coming in and did out. Did you so, flinch at him? So, did, you, did you even? No, know? no. That's the thing. Yeah. It was like, I wasn't even alone with him. Yeah. Like. The, it was a teacher in the classroom with me. He was like eating animal crackers, throwing them at other students. So I took the animal crackers away. But then later in the day, he lied and told the principal that I hit him. And this was like a new, this was like the first week of, the, of a new school year. Like I worked at the school previous year. Yeah. But this principal, she really didn't know me or this kid. So she just took his word and like sent me home. So, and, and like, I'm trying to she fig- treated you like a student. Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happened because they didn't, for a while, they weren't telling me why they sent me home. Yeah. And then they when they finally got worried back, they were like, did you hit a student? I said, well, I was with somebody the whole time. So going through that, I was unemployed for about a good four months. Mm. And that was... The toughest time ever, especially like just being broke in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to figure this out. Like I thought it was gonna be something really fast. I thought I was gonna be out of work for like maybe a week, two weeks. And this turned into from September until I didn't start working again until after the Christmas break. So like I wanna say 
Yeah, like mid January, I started working again. Mid January. Yeah. And like through that, I just learned so much about myself as far as like, um, being patient, um, having to perform with all of this going on. Cause it's like I still, with being broke and stressing about my job situation, I still had to turn the switch off and be funny on stage. Yeah. Which is like a lot of people don't take into account what comedians go through just in our regular life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so frustrating where people will say, like I, I used to get into this with my girl. Um, like she would think like I'm always just having fun at, at comedy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun, but at the same time, I'm on a clock. Yeah. Like don't get mad when I don't bring you around every show just because like I sometimes I just need to focus. So, yeah. yeah, and so. that's a that's a tough thing to focus through. I mean, because when you said people don't realize what comedians go through to like get on stage and to, right. to, to yeah. be all happy and yeah. giving out the laughs on stage, it's like you're you're having a good time too. So you're getting on, you're on stage, you're being boosted up right. for the amount of time that you're on stage, right? And then you get the light, you get off stage, right? And, and everybody just, everybody else is still feeling good, right? And then you're like, I ain't even hit that kid, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. That's just yeah. stressful, right? Yeah, so that. I say that was one of the um one of the most toughest things I had to go through that and also was really helped me out a lot lately. You know, I do a lot of colleges mm-hmm. in the in the like just middle America states like Missouri, Iowa, places like that where I might fly into the capital, but when I land I might have a three or four hour drive. Yeah. So performing at these colleges and I say in the past two, three years it's just it's made me be okay with just being alone with my thoughts mm-hmm. because before I was always used to seeing a familiar face, getting to a show and being there with another comedian and um or just being able to just have take somebody on, along the road trip with me. Yeah. Whereas like now I have to learn how to adapt on the fly. Um, I had to grow up quick in a lot of situations where it's like, Flights might be canceled, or I'm I'm stressing trying to figure out I can't even get a rental car. That's yeah. that's happened to me a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I say those two things: losing my job and performing in um in, in the colleges on the road. Those are the two things that like really helped me a lot lately. So when you when you were in that time period where you lost your job, what was mm-hmm. the most stressful? Being broke or dealing with false accusation? Um. At first, at first it was the like the false accusation, cause, so this is what happened. So, so I I never forget this. So they they fired me, they fired me, and like I'm I'm trying to get this process going on, cause I work for an agency. Mm-hmm. So the school, so like I was still a, a, a employee of the agency, but I just couldn't work that school. They let me go. So I'm talking to the the person at the the supervisor for the agency like hey can you just send me to another school mm-hmm. while this is going on and they were like no we can't have you um until this investigation is over but it seemed like it wasn't moving forward so i emailed the principal i said like nicely typed email yeah i don't know what's going on but can we get this process moving forward because i need to have another job like yeah. that was the that was the gist of what i was saying like yeah, i said yeah, it in yeah. a better way but i'm like like let's start this process now because I know I didn't do anything wrong. So, 
I need to be able to work. You don't want me here, that's fine, but I need to work somewhere else. And then because I sent that email, she got upset and red flagged my fingerprints. Oh, that's so Right. So now, like, now I really can't work. So now I got to go through some, another step to do that. And then what was crazy, by the time I got my, I got cleared again to work, the supervisor, like, I sent them everything. I was like, yeah, I'm cleared to work. My, my fingerprints are fine. Can you send me somewhere else? And they were just like, nah, well, because of that, we really don't feel comfortable working with you again. It's like what yeah, the like yeah. It's like yeah. what made you like? Why'd you make me go through this this whole time? I could have been just went to another agency. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was um. That's a that's a wild situation because that kid, he makes that decision to falsely accuse you of hitting him. Yeah, you can't work, right? Right. And did that get him his animal crackers back? Right, and then Do you know what I mean. <laughs> right, this is over animal crackers. <laughs> right, <dog>. yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. And it's a shame because I know those kids I I know the, the, the care I put into it. Yeah. I know the care. So it's like I know things, especially like the, the one kid, it wasn't was what really made it bad, it wasn't even a kid that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Like the that I was assigned to work with. It was just another kid in the classroom. So like I felt bad just for it because now I'm losing a relationship. Like, I had a great relationship with the kid I work with and his family. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, like, it just soured a lot. But it definitely, it ended up working out in the long run because once I started working again, um, I was working at a much better school. Mm -hmm. I was working at a much better school. The staff, at that school, they knew I did comedy. Like, I was open with them about that. So when I needed to call out and go on the road, they were, like, really supportive and... Definitely, it, I wish I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But in hindsight, it was, it definitely um made me a lot stronger. If you saw that kid walking down the street in New York City, is it on site? Uh, I, I just like now I feel like I should get my hit in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've at that point I earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dog, that would be. Yeah. At least throw a box of animal crackers. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. That would be that that would that would be beautiful. (laughs) That would be beautiful. So so uh thank you for sharing that, first of all. Uh now we're gonna unlock these chakras from the bottom chakra up. Uh you cool with that? Yeah, you familiar with chakras? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh all right, Ansley, uh open up that first chakra. All right, first chakra. And how did you learn to overcome fear? How did I learn to overcome fear? Um, I, ooh, I will say moving moving to New York helped me out so much, just because. Um, so, I I had a relationship in college, um, a great great girl, but I was just a terrible boyfriend. I was just terrible. And um and like she she had a great family came for money, and so I never really had to struggle with her mm-hmm. because I always knew she was going to be there to help me. Like if I was like, hey, I need some gas money to go to the show, or I need something for this, I know she will always be there. And then like once our once we we broke up, um, I kind of had to learn how to be independent. Mm-hmm. I had to be independent, stand on my own. And then moving to 
to New York with my current girl, we were just struggling. We were just so broke. But then it gets to the point where it's like, I was just like, it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what helped me out a lot. Once you see how bad things can get, especially like with like my first year in New York, I'm broke. Then I would get little stuff to give me a glimpse of hope. And then the whole job situation happened. And then like once I was going through that, I was like, okay, it can't get any worse than this. Yeah. Like it's only up from here. Yeah. So yeah. That definitely took away all my fear. <laughs> yeah. That definitely, yeah. It's funny that you got so broke you ain't scared no more. Right, yeah, yeah. It, like being, I'm telling you, being broke taught me to like, it's like, I it, and I think that's why the New York comedy scene makes you so tougher because it's like you learn to just not care. Yeah. It's like, I'm here struggling. Whether you, I don't even care if you laugh or not. I'm going to get through the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that helped me out. And then also, one of my first college gigs, this was the craziest thing. So I'm so hyped to go on the road. I had, um, I'm performing at this real small town in Missouri. So I had to take like two flights. It was like two flights and then like a half hour drive from the airport to the school. So um, I'm flying to Chicago, but my first flight it's just super delayed. Mm-hmm. So it makes me miss my layover. So I'm and I get to Chicago like say like a like four hours later. So I'm trying to figure out how the hell am I gonna get to this town in Missouri? So they happen to have what was it? It, it they happen to have a connecting flight. And like my show was the next day, but I was just flying in town a, a day ahead because I wouldn't have been able to get there on time the next day. So mm-hmm. So I'm looking up flights after my original flights gets canceled. They had one last flight where it's like I get to the I get to this town around like 10:30 at night, but then I still got to take like a a two and a half hour drive in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Finally arrive at the school like one in the morning. So after going through all of that, the next day I'm walking around campus like yo, this show better be amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm walking around, I'm promoting the students, going in the cafeteria. Yo, y'all not doing anything tonight? Come out to this comedy show. And these are things where I, w- I wouldn't have had this confidence years ago to just start speaking to random people outside of me being on stage. Yeah, I feel like when I'm on stage, that's kind of like my safe haven. Mm-hmm. Whereas because you you as a comedian, you know like I'm supposed to be the only one talking. Yeah, So it's kind of different with just talking to people outside of that but now so so just that whole trip of all right i, I don't call two two flights one was delayed then i had to take this two hour drive we gonna make this happen yeah and then <laughs> so and so that that show was amazing right and i had a, a 6 a.m flight the next day so i drive so i'm like all right i'm gonna just drive to the airport in the middle of the night and i'm gonna just stay up and watch movies yeah I didn't know when you get to these small towns, airports close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at the airport sitting in the parking lot, just 12.30, waiting for this 6 a.m. flight. <laughs> just, just sitting in this random parking lot. So yeah, things like that. I'm telling you, after going through these situations, it's like, 
I have no fear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So can you can you remember a time, even dating back to childhood, when you were the most scared? Um. When was I the most scared? Um. Man. So I I believe in, I definitely believe in spirits. Mm-hmm. So, I say those are always something that like kind of like scared me out a little bit yeah um and so like i had an older brother that passed okay. a, like when i was he passed when i was 13 oh geez yeah. how, and how much older was he he was um he was 27 28 at the time okay and um he at, at my house his room like like before he moved out his room was the back room on the third floor. Okay. But um when it would rain, like or like when we leave the window up, that door it would just slam. Yeah. So like that would always it used to scare me. Cause like I'm thinking like that's him. Yeah. Like it would scare me. But then I, I started to start thinking like if he was to visit me, he wouldn't scare me. Yeah. Like it would like be a visit out of like love and to protect me. So things like that 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 changed my perspective about um if like if I was to come across like a, a spirit or something like yeah. that. That is a that is a wild thing that we the assumption is that if a spirit does come back, it coming back to fuck you up. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a wild Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I feel like there's a bunch of spirits like up there wherever they go after they come down here and deal with people, looking down like, dude, I ain't even hit him. I don't know why he's saying. <laughs> right, why, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. A yeah. Good way definitely, to, like, definitely got to come back and visit that kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was one. Yeah, I I used to always be scared of spirits as kids, even because. Like staying with my grandma, I used to watch a lot of unsolved mysteries. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I could, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. It was like I'll come back later when they get solved. Yeah. To let me know when they get solved. I watch yeah. solved mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap this up for me. All right. Yeah, so that's the fear chakra unlocked. Yeah. yeah. All right, Angie, let's move this along. All yeah. right. So Ant, this segment's called My Bad. So it's a chance for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing that uh you may have done wrong in order to set your karma back to neutral. Wow. Um we just got done doing Ant's Patreon episode, and man, it was a good time. Great time. And, uh, Ant, did you have a good time on the Patreon? I had a blast. Yeah, I mean, it was I so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $1 yeah. gets you all of our Patreon content. Not only the counter to this podcast that you're watching right now, where we enlighten Ant's shadow self, but man, <laughs> it's so fun. Um <laughs> But you also get our fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches, which are all going to be up this week, and some comedy stuff that we put up there when uh, Tim and Tim Butterly, Matt McCusker, and I, when we do stuff, sometimes I put up clips and uh, of that up here. So yeah, check that out. One dollar gets you all of our content, and now we are going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Ant Moore has to apologize to. I don't know, the the one person I always just wanna apologize to, um, was like like I said, like my, my college I mean, yeah, my 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 college girl. Mm-hmm. Cause we were together from 
like when I was in high school up until like my senior year of college. Oh, you wow. guys went to college together? You no, no, we went to different, different schools, uh, but not yeah. too far apart. Gotcha. But I was just, I was terrible. <laughs> I was just a terrible boyfriend. Um, just getting caught up, just getting caught up in, in attention from other girls. Mm -hmm. sure. And, and just... And, like, she was so great to me. Her family was so welcoming to me. And, like, she just deserved so, like, so much more from me. And I remember the, the last time I saw her, the last time I saw her, which, like, I'm I'm glad that, um like, we had a real bad breakup to the point where, like, for a minute, like, me and my, me and, we got together through one of my best friends from high school. Mm -hmm. um, one of my best friends from high school um, introduced us and our breakup was so bad me and like me and my best friend we stopped talking yeah she took all the friends catch up with you it's yeah, like that yeah. would happen right like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so and then um and then like one of her other friends like that like really hated me because they were just all around them witnessed the breakup but I repaired my relationship with those two, like with with my best friend and her other friend. So actually, like her other friend just came to my show um yesterday. Nice. Yeah, which like I really appreciate it. So like I I repaired that and I and I apologized the first when me and her first um started talking again, like just being quiet. Like that was one of the first things I said. Like yo, I'm so sorry for including you in this toxicness yeah like, in this um whole situation so that was like that's the one person i definitely wish i just could um could apologize to that's yeah. pretty yeah that's pretty nice <laughs> that was like a yeah. nice that was a nice one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. A nice one. yeah i mean it's if if, if if you don't mind me saying it again yeah. i mean i know you have a current girlfriend yeah which you know like a, you know current girls as cool as they they are they don't want to hear you apologizing too much. To right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, like. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get back with her. Yeah, I know. Like. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But and I'm, that was that's the thing too where, um, like I'm I'm happy with who I'm with. I'm definitely like I'm really happy. I'm like I'm loving her. Like just yeah. having like I feel like I have my own little family with her. My my little cockapoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely happy, but I just wish. I could say, like, in hindsight, cause when we broke up, I was um, what, I was like twenty one, mm -hmm. so I was still trying to figure myself out. Even though I'm technically grown, but I still like now at, that I'm older, I look at twenty one. I look at that like you're a baby. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like yeah. even like like when I perform at these colleges, I'm like, you kids, y'all think y'all know stuff, but y'all have no idea who yeah. you are. Now, yeah. now, is there a specific, it, it, other than just the general apology for being, you know, uh, a terrible boyfriend, like, is there anything specific, like, uh, or less vague that you want to apologize for to get to, to, like, really wipe the slate clean, at least for yourself? I mean, whether or not uh, she hears this is one yeah, thing, but, right. like, saying it is, you know, gets it off your chest. Um, no, I guess... Um, I guess just just like in that in that situation or yeah. just any or, or just any yeah oh in that situation I just say for more so taking it just taking things for granted okay just taking things for granted and not appreciating it um 
Anything else? I got. That's really it. Honestly. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 dog. Yeah. I'm trying to have yeah. you incriminate yeah. yourself, dog. You get yeah. <laughs> right, you right. Get, you get one, people. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for definitely. Thank you for that. I mean, yeah. that's definitely yeah. pelvis chakra unlocked. Yeah. Uh, Ansley, take it away. The next ant is your gut chakra. Um, how do you move through disappointment, specifically when you're disappointed in yourself? Um. When I how do I move through disappointment? Um. I just try to move on and and try to get back. I guess for me, so disappointment for me could be really the only thing that gets me disappointed is like having a bad set, having a bad set or not landing something that I wanted, mm -hmm. like an audition or something like that. And I just get through it by just, I can't wait to get back to the next one. Yeah. So like if I bomb, if I bomb, I'm like I can't wait to get on stage again. Like I, I most of the time, like if I have a bad set, one I get happy because I'm like, okay, I know I'm not gonna bomb back to back. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 you usually don't do that. So if I like have a bad set, I'm like, all right, I gotta find another set to wash this off me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's on one way. I just try to um just try to keep it moving forward and I try to have a short-term short memory yeah. when it comes to things like that. And um, and, and also just appreciating the growth that, I, that I've had now. Yeah. So like I would, I would get disappointed. I was just thinking about this. I was getting disappointed of not having certain things in my career, but then I had to look, I'm like, I'm in a better position than I was a year ago or yeah. two years ago. Yeah. So it was like, I just need, have to be thankful of things I do have. That yeah. is, that is, I feel like every year as a comedian, you kind of have to remind yourself that because you do, you do kind of get, so you'll get a little bit better from the position you were in the year before. Right. And then you'll have that position for like a year and then you're like, nothing else has happened. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Then, then you then you stop appreciating what you just had worked so hard for because you're not getting the next thing. Right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. That's really um, easy to do that. Yeah. Because even so, a few months ago, I taped this thing for HBO. Mm -hmm. um, I taped the show with Bomani Jones. I just did. I did a, a small segment, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I keep belittling my achievements because of past disappointment. Yeah. Whereas, like, no, I need to take this in and appreciate it. It's like I, I've accomplished something, and this is something that I didn't have a few months ago or a year ago. So it might, it I can't just look at it all the time. And it's like, oh, this is something small. Yeah. Even if it is, it's like it's still something. It's still some a notch that progress is being made. Yeah, yeah I feel and like that's a balance between like like moving through disappointment well yeah. because you're like, well, there's another one, I'll get to the next one. But like you kind of start doing that with your successes too. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. well, there's something, you know, like you look right. at it and like taking that time to stop and really be like, <laughs> like really be proud of yourself. Right. It's important too. You also too, it's like you're looking at it from the inside looking in because even for, like I'm in comedy and I'm seeing, like I'm, I'm turning on TV, I see you sitting on a couch talking to people. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, that's it! <laughs> you know I mean? like, that's right. a big deal to me, right. like, yeah. to see you on there. So like, no matter how small that is right. to you, like the people around you are like loving that shit. Right, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like, it's cool. So uh, I like to ask people this question in this segment. Uh, like, do you have 
a memory from either sports or did you do theater growing up where you had to a big disappointment that you had to move through? Um, yeah, I remember when I when I got cut. So I played for I played for the basketball team freshman year mm-hmm. at my school. I played freshman year, and like the first half of the year, it was I would have moments where I just wasn't scoring. Yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't the primary ball handler. Like yeah. I was like more off the off guard. Um so but then the second half, that's when I really started finding my groove, just learning how to find my spots and where to score and things like that. Just really figuring myself out on the court. And then for, like I came back sophomore year, I came back better. Yeah. And didn't make the team. And man, I was so crushed. Like yeah, that, that killed me because I'm like, that's when I'm like, damn, is this not for me? Yeah, but in hindsight, now that I look on it, it was really just a program. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, like the the coach. It was it was just like the coach, like my school. So my school was more of a football school, mm-hmm. and the thing is, it was like it was great. It was great basketball players, but he would take the uncoordinated tall kid that's out there moving like he has two left feet over the the five five or like five six guard that knows how to score and knows how to play the court but it's like i might be able to mold this six five uncoordinated kid into something yeah like he can't make you six five right yeah (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) right yeah so it was um so i say that was definitely um that was tough. What would when you were when it happened? What did you blame it on, or what did you feel like was the reason you were cut? Um, I feel like um because I wasn't polished. Yeah, I feel like I was polished because like for me growing up, I really it was I mean especially basketball was different for us. Mm-hmm. It was no even like it wasn't no no YouTube. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, watching yeah. highlights or or drills on how to get better. It was either you watch the game when it came on, or you might catch some highlights on ESPN News. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you could just watch ten di- different shows on all throughout the day, and then you could just YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, just anything you want to find out on how to improve. And then you got all the AAU circuits and things like that. Where, like, for us growing up to get better, you just went out and just played with whoever was at the playground. Yeah. Like, mostly surviving. And, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were literally just learning as you went along. So I feel like that was one of the things that kind of um, played into a part where other, other guys, they just had, like, a more – refined them or trained like they might have had a trainer or somebody like really schooling them and yeah. me, i was just learning on the fly yeah it's crazy that you bring that up too man because i remember like basketball in the hood when i was growing up it was just like it was just like scrappy it looked like a fight could break out at any moment right like, there's always somebody that's like good but out of control you know right what I mean? yeah it's just like he's real good here but he, he he's some he can't do that same out of control shit in an organized game for some reason right yeah you know? But now you go to the hood and you look at a basketball game. You're watching, you're watching professional basketball. Games. Right, motherfuckers yeah. are like cutting, running. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Right, yeah. It's insane. But yeah, that's, all right. So you got you got cut from the basketball team. 
because you were five five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's uh. But so, did you now? You thought that that happened because you weren't polished. Did you yeah. then like? All right, I'm gonna get real polished, or were you like fuck basketball? Um, for kind of half and half. Like, I was. I wanted to get better, but at the same time, I was just dealing with real life stuff mm-hmm. outside of that. So around this time, like my parents, my parents had split for, at this point, my parents split. This might've been like three years in. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm going back and forth between my mom and my dad house. And, um, but at my dad house, I just had too much freedom. Yeah. Cause you know, like dads are like a cool roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had too much freedom. So I told myself I was going to focus and get better. I'm like, man, I'm about to just order some chicken fingers and play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's that's definitely a gut chakra unlocked. Yeah. Ansley, keep it moving. All right, Ant, this is your heart chakra. What have you learned from grief? What have I learned from grief? Ooh. Um, appreciating appreciating every moment with that person yeah okay. uh uh because I, I was just i used to tell my my little sister about this all the time because my little sister is me and my sister are 15 years apart oh wow yeah, yeah. so right. yeah you you and your your brother that passed were 14 years apart yeah. well like so my brother that passed he wasn't yeah he was um he was he wasn't biological he was um like my foster brother oh but okay. So my parents, they had my mom and dad when they were together. They had a few foster kids, and um, but I just I consider him my real brother because he was always he was living with them before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was living he was living in the house before me, and like he lived there up until he lived there up until I was probably like five, and then moved out. But you know, but even like like his his kids, I consider them like that's my my niece and my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, your parents just they just like were compassionate people that wanted um, to help kids that needed it? My dad used to work at, um, my dad used to work at this place right off of Ridge Ave. I think it might still be there. It's called Northern Homes. And um, it was like, kind of like, um, I think like a group home or like a, or for, for foster, well, just for, for kids in tough situations. And he got cool with a few of the kids and like just one wow. like really helped them out and took a few in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so um my my yeah so my I'm 29 my my sister she just turned 15 mm-hmm. she just turned so I'm about to turn 30 in like two months but my so yeah it's, we have that gap between us but her grandma her grandma passed maybe her grandma passed. At the beginning of the pandemic, her grandma passed. Um, like, I want to say May twenty twenty, the May or June twenty twenty. But even even before that, like years, I I used to always tell her, call your grandma. Like you like you need to like check on her, talk to her as much as you can. Just like really appreciate that because I remember when I was young. This when I was in eighth grade. Like I I lost my grandma and my brother. In the same year, like, oh wow, kind of like back to back months. I remember 
I was I was part of this program at my school where it was like um have you ever you you familiar with like power centers, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the power center, they had this thing called the power challenge. Yeah. Where it was like kinda like a um it was kinda like a Jeopardy game for every power center and just they would quiz you on trivia. So I was part of the team. So on Saturdays on on Saturdays at a certain time of the year, we had to go, um, me and the other group members, we would all get together to like just practice the the trivia to get ready for the competition. And I remember my grandma was at the laundromat and my mom took her something. My mom was like, yeah, I just got to, I got to go drop something off to her real quick. And I was upset. Like, I was mad because I wanted to hurry up and get to this challenge. Yeah. And then, and my mom used to always tell me, like, call your grandma, like, check on her. But, you know, you just always think you just always want to have more time. So then, like, my grandma, she passed. Like, and it was just I did not expect it. It was so out of out of nowhere. And um that moment she passed and then two months later my brother passed. And it was just I just looked back on that so much like I just wish I would have just called them and just hugged them and everything so much more. Yeah. So now I try to appreciate every moment. Even, you know what's crazy? Having a, and I, I try not to think about, I try not to think about it. Like having a dog. Mm-hmm. It's weird because you know like how much you love your dog. I, and like I, I tell my girl this all the time. I wish I wish he could just grow old with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I, uh, like every day. It's just amazing. So it's like, <laughs> like having a dog. I just wish he could grow. Cause like I was, I was um, I was walking, I was walking my dog, and this random guy he just came up to me. He was like, "Man, I just your dog is like adorable. Like I just love his coat. Like cause he has like a real brown shiny coat. He was like, I love his coat. And I was like, Oh, you have dogs? And he was like, Not anymore, man. Like they, they pass, and it just. I don't know if I could deal with that kind of hurt again. Yeah. And he was like, but and he told me he was like, yo, appreciate that dog. He was like, that dog is just part of your life, but you're his whole life. And and that really hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really hit me. So yeah, things like having a dog, losing my um having a dog, losing my grandma, my brother, that it just makes me appreciate every moment with my people. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild to think of. Like, I'm, yeah. I guess what I'm thinking of yeah. now is like, you never know the people in your life who you are more to them than you realize. Right. You know, yeah. it's, um, which is kind of like the backwards way where it's like, I guess I'm looking at it. It's like, man, I should really let people appreciate me more. <laughs> <laughs> I might be their whole yeah. thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, that's pretty I, I, my mind spinning out thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I yeah. think about that for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's a hard chakra unlocked. <laughs> I mean, unless there's yeah. anything you more wanted to say about that. I mean, you, uh, like all the yeah. follow up questions, yeah. you kind of answered yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, all right, Ansley, keep it moving. All right. We are to the throat chakra. 
Aunt, what is a favorite lie you tell or have told? You get extra karmic points if it's still in rota- rotation. A favorite lie? Mm-hmm. Um, I say probably my favorite lie is that I'm at a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I either I'm at a show or I'm going to a show. Yeah, I feel like that could got, that kind of gets me out of anything I don't want to do. How yeah. often do you use it? How uh, often, what was, was the last time you used it? I use it all the time when promoters hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like if a promoter hits me and I don't, if it's like just so far out the way, if it's like really out the way, um, if I'm tired or if I have something to, else to do, or even even if I'm just holding off on that date for something else, I might have a, sh- like I will just say it, just in case. Yeah. 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 I've, 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 I tell, like, if I'm holding on to a date for something, yeah. and somebody asks me to do something, I'll tell them, like, listen, I'll say yes, but there is something better I want to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just right. need to let you know, like, if that comes up, I'm going to have to cancel. Right, oh, okay. And that's happened, yeah. like, yeah. two or three. It's, it's yeah. come to fruition, like, two or three times, and they yeah. were like, thank you for letting me know ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, because yeah. it's like. Right, yeah. It's crazy. I I was working at this um so the last school I was at the I actually I quit right before the pandemic because the supervisor that hired me that like was super cool with my comedy schedule really flexible with it she had left and the new supervisor came in that was just making everything super difficult for me mm-hmm. so when I was starting to call out for shows um this was what this was January 2020 I'll never forget this. I called out because I had to go to a show on the road, but I told them that I had made a, a doctor's appointment. <laughs> and instead, because I just figured they couldn't question that. Yeah. They were like, why would you make a doctor's appointment during school hours? And I'm like. Doctors are open. Right. Then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, um, that was like, I'm like, man, I got to switch my lie up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, my yeah. lie wasn't prepared for a follow up question. Right, yeah. <laughs> for right. one follow up question. Right. Yeah, but that's it's too when you get used to somebody who's lenient like that and then somebody who fucking now we're gonna go by all the rules. Right. Where it's like, you know productivity was high because we weren't going by all the rules. Right, yeah. You know. Um that's a good lie. That's a good lie. Uh I'm, I'm assuming that's currently in rotation. It's not gonna go out of rotation not anytime not, yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. Um that's it. That's for as long as you do comedy, you got that lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all right. Throw chakra unlocked. Yes. Now we are at the third eye chakra. So uh-huh. we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So what was something that you always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same. Oh, man. Damn, that's a good question. Um, something I thought that was separate but is really the same. I really gotta take my time to think about that one. Yeah, definitely do. Um, I don't know. Can I ask that question back just to see, like, what do you? What, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what has that been for you? So I usually, so usually when people, I usually try to think of an example that somebody else said. Yeah. On on, can you remember one specifically? Um, one that always I always think about that comes to my mind is that like you know when you're younger you think of your friends over here and your family over here and okay. then as you get older it's like your friends become really your family 
and you okay. realize that like blood family, like sometimes yeah. those people aren't the best people, and like yeah, you know, even though they're blood related to you, they're, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess matter of fact, now that you say that, it makes me think. You know how um, I guess when I was younger, I might get upset with like a parent. I might get upset with my mom or dad for not doing something for me or you just um you tend to question them or be mad at them but then as i got older i started to appreciate because it's like you know when you when you're a kid i mean even, even as you get older you still look at them as your hero but mm-hmm. then you take into like and i'm sure you probably realize this once you had kids it's like wow they were just another human trying to figure this shit out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i always think about like i'm like Especially now that uh, as I'm getting older, it's like they made their situations look so they I feel like they handled it so gracefully without us knowing. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's all I'm <laughs> Yeah. Because that was not my experience at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like I had literally the the exact opposite experience where I always grew up knowing that they were these were human people. My mom yeah. and my dad were, cause yeah. like my mom was always fucking up and constantly be like, I'm yeah. just a person. I'm just a person. <laughs> <laughs> then when I had yeah. kids, right. Yeah. I had kids. And it was like, after parenting for a little bit, I'm just like, she could have tried to be a parent <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like a little yeah. bit. It's not that yeah. hard. Like she could have she made yeah. some attempts, you know? Cause like my mom was very like, uh, like it was like her shit still came first, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, well, I got to put you, you, you just, you just the kids, you just the kids. I'm the head of this yeah. house. I come first. I, you know, yeah. it was just like she could have, <laughs> she could have put us first a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I get what you're saying though. I've yeah. seen um, people that had good parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen it, <laughs> but that's uh, what what makes you think? What make is there is there anyone? thing that happened to you in adulthood that made you really be like fuck my parents were just people and they were crushing it um i i say for me just the whole move mm-hmm. just like moving and um and starting over moving moving and starting over in a new city Dude, that yeah. is that. Is, I will. I will give my mom that. <laughs> yeah. She was good at moving. She was good at starting over. Yeah, yeah. she made it look easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You leave all that garbage yeah. fire behind. Yeah, you. look. Yeah, she just burned all her bridges and yeah. moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we would. Like, we would. I, I lived in like eleven different homes in the same town. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom was like burning neighborhoods, Man. and then we're like, all right, we can't go back to that neighborhood for like eight months. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. Because, like, for yeah. me, like, even though my parents aren't together, my dad house that he lives in is the, the same house that I always grew up in. Mm. Were your yeah. parents graceful through their divorce? Like, they kept that? Um, that's Because that's when yeah. I kind of realized my parents were people. When they, like, I was, like, a senior in high school, junior, senior in yeah. high school, and that they got divorced, and it was yeah. like, oh, they are a fucking mess. Like, no, no, I guess <laughs> I, I say my mom was... Yeah. I say mm-hmm. my mom was my dad, and but one thing I do appreciate, um, like my dad went years without talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. He went years, um, 
Which I guess was probably just like tough for him to handle. Just yeah. like him, because you know, like, especially like older men, mental health and everything, this is like, these are new conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you weren't really taught to how to deal with your feelings and your emotions. But he just, um, he just called me randomly, like not too long. I want to say like maybe, um, like two years, two, two or three years ago, just called me, asked for my mom's number. Oh, wow. And like, just to like apologize. Oh, Damn. Wow. So I think that was like, that was like really dope. And that, yeah. I, I appreciated that so much. Whereas like, you can still evolve yeah. and grow no matter at what age. Yeah. Should get him on yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is funny to think about how, like, yeah, like for older men, like these mental health conversations and new conversations. So like when a woman made you fucking lose your mind back in the day, it was the woman's fault. Right, yeah. Like that, that's why. <laughs> or murdered the woman. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, that, that's mostly why women get murdered. Yeah. 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 Dude, that was, I, I swear to you, that was the reason for the Salem witch trials. Yeah. yeah. It was like, man, this bitch, I still, I want to fuck that bitch, but I can't. She evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she, you know, she's yeah. got to go. Yeah. You know? It's crazy because I, I think about like the Salem witch trials, Always thinking about like just how the the whole process of finding out if they were a witch was just so fucked up. Yeah, when you're like, it, oh, it's like, yeah, you gotta su- survive being boiled. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so now what? <laughs> if I if I do survive this, yeah. yeah but that's the yeah. thing. It's like, it's like if she's a witch, good that she's dead. And if she's not a witch, she's still making me want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't have that around. I'm trying to have a happy marriage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this bitch is walking around ruining yeah. it for me. It was, uh, dude, men, uh, yeah, dude, men that didn't know how to deal with mental health came up with those rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so that, well, where, where were we just at? Third, third eye? eye? Yeah, it was yeah. a third eye chakra. Which, and again, mm. uh, great answer mm. that, you know, the, your parents are just people too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important. Uh, make sure you tell that to my kids on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, no, my kids know that I'm people. I know know. <laughs> they might think you're something special, but no, I'm like, no, nah, I'm people and hard around this house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ansley, let's do this. The last yeah. question, and we're at the final cre- question your crown okay. chakra. And wait, and not even ask, do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah, 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 hell yeah. All right, so this is a two part question What's one thing you can't give up, and why? And what would giving it up mean? Um, was one thing I can't give up. Um, uh, games. I'm a real big gamer. I didn't yeah. know that. This is yeah. my first time. Yeah, hearing. I, that. I need to stream more. Yeah, I really do need to stream more. But like, when I say I'm a big gamer, I could sit and play my game for hours. Yeah, and like just really get lost in it. Like 2K. Oh, and I talk so much shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I like I love playing two K, especially just as a big basketball fan. And I really get into it. Like I know the team so well, so I know everybody's spots and how to move with them. So that's one. Th- like so playing that, and I love single story player games. Okay. So like any zombie game, I'm hooked on. Yeah. Like I'll literally I'll sit, turn off all the lights, put on my headset, and play Resident Evil. And just have a blast. Yeah. And um, I I I like it so much just because I'm in the I'm in my safe space of my home. Like this is my place where I could just relax. Um, and also, it, it I mean it keeps me out of trouble. It keeps me focused. 
Yeah. Um, I used to argue with my girl before. This was like years ago. She would say like, "What? Well, you don't ever get tired of playing your game?" I'm like, "I could be doing way worse right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I could, yeah. So the game, I can't. I. It just um. <laughs> It's just one thing that's like really just peaceful for me, peaceful and relaxing. Yeah, and it is like just my escape from everything else. And also, um, oh my dog. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, that <laughs> might yo, you don't understand how much I love. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have dogs. Wait, is this, <laughs> is this, is this, is this that's your first dog? As a couple, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I was never a dog person. Okay. I was never. I thought. I I kept putting it off on getting one. I didn't want the dog. She, uh, so she you, wanted the one. You so if you if you were a dog person, that that means you had to grow up thinking some type of way about dog people. Right. Yeah. I used to judge dog people a lot. Harshly. Right. Yeah. Do you're a dog person? Right. I used to judge. I used to judge people. Like, how do you how do you let your dog lay on the couch with you? Yeah. Now, me and my dog like I can't. I don't feel comfortable taking my nap in, unless I know he's <laughs> laying on my chest, sleep too. Like yeah. I need to know he's not getting into anything, <laughs> and like we'll just be knocked out for hours together. Yeah, and it's crazy. I saw in D.C. This was like a few months ago. Somebody got robbed for their dog. It was like it was like some type of dog with might have been like a husky or something, mm. but like blue eyes or something yeah. like that. But the person robbed them for their dog. And I was thinking about that. Like, if that happened to me, I think I would just have to get shot. <laughs> like, I think I can't give up my dog. I look at that like I'm giving up my child. Yeah. Like, could yeah. watch. Like, right. that person that yeah. like, robbed had to stand there and watch that person walk away with their dog. Right. Yeah. Like, like keep pulling it. The dog keeps trying to turn yeah. around and go right. back. Yeah. And keep you tugging the dog right. away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's that's also a funny thing to think about because like maybe I I might I might have to let them take the dog and then just like walk around calling her name and see if I can make <laughs> right <laughs> you know I mean? right yeah. It's just like a funny thing to steal something that could just go back home. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's uh yeah. yeah so what what do you think uh, giving up either games or I guess both games and your dog? What, who would you be without games and a dog? Oh, uh, if I gave up my dog. Man, that is like really like my happy place right now. Yeah. I love to just get up, take my dog for a walk. He really changed so much about me in this past year. So when I I moved to Jersey in the mid-pandemic, I used to never go outside in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. One, just because everything was shut down, and I had no real reason to just walk around the neighborhood. But... Having him, I've met everybody on my block. I've met so many people in the neighborhood. Everybody knows him now. Um, I found this nice park. It's this nice, peaceful park that I'll just take him and just walk around. Um, He just brought me so much comfort. Yeah. He just definitely brought me so much comfort and peace. And he introduced you to the neighborhood, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's definitely bought me a um a lot. So there's no better feeling than him. Like when I come home, he's just super excited. And then also, like when he's tired, he'll just come plop over on me and just yeah. like go right to sleep. 
So yeah, having that in the game, those are like just my real two places of comfort. Okay. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. <laughs> this is a very wholesome yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, man. How do you feel? I feel great. Yeah, I feel like I just really opened up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, so we're definitely we're gonna hop into the Patreon in a second, and I don't know if I told you guys, but our Patreon is one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content, <laughs> which includes not only the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches. Haven't done that in a while, but we're definitely gonna be doing it this week. Mm-hmm. I have the time, nice. you know, uh, and some comedy stuff we put up there. Uh, be sure to check out Ann in DC if you have a chance to check him out. Or just anywhere you see him doing stand-up comedy, it's definitely going to be worth your time. Mm. He's a very good stand-up comedian. Um, Ann, did you have anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Um, I don't know. You, you can follow me on all social media um, at all that and more. That's more with two O's. And um and subscribe to this Patreon because I'm gonna talk some shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah this, this is where I just get evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You, man, I don't even think he knows, but he knows. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know, but he knows. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, guys. We love you all, and we're out. Two Jack Brown.